welcome to the Marcus Coat Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Coat. Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode in the podcast. Today I'm joined by Daryl McDonald, or DMAC as people would know him. Daryl has played 486 games in the NBL across three teams of North Melbourne, Victoria and Melbourne, winning three championships. It was a pleasure to have him on. We spoke about all his journey and then now his role at Melbourne United, so please enjoy. Welcome to the Microscope Fitness Podcast, Daryl, or DMAC as people would know as well. Thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Firstly, how are things going for yourself? I know I'm sure you're um, obviously on a little break at the moment from the season. Hopefully you're on a little break. I'm sure pre-season will kick off soon and you'll be in, uh, back into the swing of things. No real break, to be honest. So, you know, Melbourne United, so we, we still, like, we're still working guys out and still training guys. So guys come in a couple of days a week. Also coach, I'm an assistant coach out in Knox, NBL one so doing that a couple of days and also do coaching at Wesley, Wesley College High School. So not a lot of time off, still still pretty busy. Now that's good to hear as well. Hopefully you get a little bit of break in there, but I'm sure it's that obviously coaching that you love too and love the basketball of the game. So I'm sure it's it's enjoyable and obviously what you do as well. But yeah, firstly, obviously I just want to start off with your journey. Your experience with basketball was incredible. Yeah, always just take us back to where, where it all began for yourself. Okay, so... Again, born, born and raised in New York and Harlem. Played, I always, like always played. So played basketball when, since I was really, really young. Actually played like one of my older brothers. All my brothers played, but one of my older brothers played college basketball. So I used to go with him, and I used to like every time he come home, I used to travel with him to all his basketball tournaments and and things like that. So you know, really probably. Probably love basketball more than other sports. You know what I mean? Not only that, because you could play basketball all year round. So, you know, and coming, you know, come from New York, basketball, like you play basketball summer, you can play basketball winter. You, you know what I mean? But, you know, in the summer was baseball or softball, and in the winter was like football. So, gridiron, you know, that kind of sport we usually play in the wintertime. But basketball, you can play all year round. So, always. Like always hooping, man. Like always hooping every day. You know, after school, go home, do your homework, then straight to the gym. You know, if it's a warm day, you straight to the park. So, so always hooping. But wasn't you know it wasn't great. I wouldn't say great. I guess some of it was myself. You know, growing up, hanging out with the wrong. You know, not necessarily the wrong crowd. You like you pick who you want to hang out with. So you know, my high school days wasn't weren't great days for me, you know what I mean? So I used to go to class, I used to go, but never, you know, never went to class, you know, trying to be, you know, trying to be the cool kid, you know, not not going to school and, you know, drive. So I dropped, end up, you know, end up dropping out of the, dropping out of high school, in the, you know, in the ninth grade. So for about four, three, four years, I was, I was going to school, but I was going to like alternative schools, you know what I mean? For for jackasses, as you, if you wanted to say it, you know what I mean? So I ended up going to those kind of schools and I ended up 
going to uh, school to, to, to get my diploma. So what is, uh, it's called a GED diploma. So I ended up going to school for that, which I thought was interesting because the, the GED is a multiple choice, it's a multiple choice t- test. So it wasn't, I mean, you, you learn some stuff, but I don't know if the stuff you learned was actually on the test, you know what <laughs> I mean? And so I took, you know, I took the first one and I, I think you needed a two, I think you needed 225. And I took the first test and failed it. I got like 220. So end up staying, end up staying in the school, end up going back to the school and took the test again. And I ended up getting a two, a 227. Right. So I got my diploma and all this happened all in like the same week, the yeah. same weekend. I got my, passed my test, Father's Day. It was my birthday all at the same time. And then this guy saw me playing. So this is, this is my basketball journey, not really my family, blah, 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 but this is the basketball thing. So this guy saw me playing in the summer league in one of the summer tournaments in New York. And just, you know, just came up to me and go, you know, are you in school? And I was like, no, not, you know, just, I told him I just finished and just got my GED. And he was like, do you want to go back to school? And I'm like, Sure. Yeah. Well, why not? I'll go. You know what I mean? And again, I knew I knew about junior college because my brother, like I told you, my brother played college. Boy, he went to junior college also. So offered, you know, they offered me a scholarship to go to uh, Westchester Community College. And like after that week, uh, we had a game. So we had a we had a we had a game that summer and the coaches from Westchester Community, which was in New York, but it's kind of upstate New York, Westchester County, New York. They came down to watch me play. And I think that just, that kind of solidified me going to the school. So, you know, so did did two years in JUCO. Um, my second year I made All-American and ended up signing, ended up getting a scholarship to go to Texas A&M. You know, so I went to Texas A&M for two years. Uh, again, you know, did my two years and then my senior year comes. I think I'm going to the NBA, so I'm not going to class no more. You know, I think my NBA dream is going to happen. And I do, I, I get the opportunity to try out, you know, I get the opportunity to try out for the New Jersey Nets and, you know, didn't pan out, didn't pan out. So I actually ended up stuck, tried to get a job. So I'm still in New York, you know, so I'm back home. So I didn't make the Nets. So I'm back home, you know, for the summer, still playing summer league. I'm still playing in like Bucker Park and all these different tournaments. Yeah. And then, you know, opportunity came for me to try out in the CBA. So I went, tried out, didn't make it. So I ended up getting cut. And then, so now I'm home. And at the time I got three boys. So I got sons at the time. So you got to work, dude. Like my mother was big on, you know, doing, you, you had them babies, you take care of them. You know what I mean? So I had to get up and... So I, had to, I actually had the ideal job. I was working at Toys R Us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was working there for, for like for Christmas and all around that time and then end up moving to Connecticut. So I end up, it's a weird story. I don't really like talking about it, but like New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, one New Year's Day, me and a friend of mine was, we was actually on our way to work. And these guys pulled up on us and, you know, go in the back of the car, pulls out a shotgun, shoots at us. For, and I still have no reason. I still don't know to this day why. You know, none of us got hit, but there was a guy that was out there. He ended up getting hit in his foot. Oh. We wanted with the shot, and yeah, so that kind of, you know, um, you know, again, I'm living in New York, living in Harlem, and 
you know, I got to find, again, I got, I'm still working, you know, I still mm. got to work and do that. But my brother, I had a brother, one of my brothers lived in Connecticut. Yeah. So I called him up and I'm like, yo, you know, I just want to get out. Of, I, want, I just want to get out of here, get out of New York. And, and Connecticut's only two hours. It's a two hour drive. So I go live with him yeah. and I actually end up working. I end up getting a job there working on the Navy, on the Navy base. You know what I mean? And that was actually, again, every experience is an interesting one. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just working, working on the base. I used to work in the, um, in the food, like the food stuff. So I used to, you know, I didn't, I wasn't a, I wasn't a chef or nothing, but I was the guy who had to go get the food, give to the kitchen so they can, you know, so they can cook. I did that for about five months and all and all, but even during that time, I was going back to home. So every weekend I would, I would, my brother would drive me back so I could see my kids, you know, see the family and everything and you know, leave, usually leave. So we work, finished work on a Friday, like four week, we on a, you know, we on the, we, we on the road, you know, two hour drive back to New York. But the whole time I was working there, I was hooping like every day, like every day after work, my brother come pick me up, take me to the gym. I'm playing. I did this for about easily five, five, almost easily five months. Right. So during this time, I end up May. So May comes around, right? May comes around. I get a call from the same guy who called me for the, the, the early job. That early job was in Omaha. So it was in Omaha, Nebraska, the one I didn't make. So I get a call from this guy. He said, listen, opportunity for you to play in, in, in Vegas in a 6 4 and under league. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. So another crazy story. So I get there, <laughs> I try out, end up getting caught. So I didn't make it. Ugh. Right. So they send me home. I get back to New York, get back to Connecticut. I'm near for, I'm home for about a month. Not even, it might not even be a month. I'm, it might have been two or three weeks I was home. I get a call from, they call me back. They felt like they made a mistake. We want to sign you, blah, 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 blah. Now, the weird thing about this is when I had to fly, so I had to fly to Boston. They had a game in, uh, I think it was Rochester, Boston. So I had to fly to Boston, meet them in Boston, and we fly back to Vegas. The crazy thing is my daughter was actually born on the same day I had to fly. Oh. <laughs> Went to the hospital, seeing my partner. My daughter was born. She didn't see my, I actually didn't see my daughter born. I just went to see her in the hospital. I said, hi, hey, how you doing? I got a flight. <laughs> so now I'm jumping, I'm jumping on the plane. I end up in Vegas. Uh, and so played, so I played there, so off and on. So I played in Vegas. Then from the Vegas thing, I got another opportunity. So I got an opportunity to play in the CBA, which is, it's like the G League now. Okay, so G League, but back then it was called the CBA. So I was, so I ended up playing in that. I ended up in Oklahoma City. It was my first, my first CBA gig. And, you know, again, it's, it's weird how things happen. So I'm there for, you know, we play, we have a game. And then it's under crazy stuff happens. So we have a game, and I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the game. You know, we finish the game. I end up fouling this guy, put them on a line. He hits two free throws. We lose the game. Oh. Right? This is like it's not mid season, but it's about a quarter into the season. So we end up, we end up losing the game. Then next morning, I get back to we get back to Oklahoma City. They cut me, so I got cut. 
again. <laughs> listen, listen, it's crazy. So I get cut, send me back to New York. Jeez. Now I'm in New York. Again, I'm now me and my partner, we we have completely like we we broke up. So I'm in New York and I'm just home and you know, a week later, what happens? They call me back. Uh, call me back. So I end up going back to Oklahoma City. And then I finish finish the season with them. And then so now, so for the next three, four years, the CBA, W, you know, not W, not NBA, not WNBL. It was called the W, it's called the World Basketball League. So it was CBA, WBL, CBA, WBL. And then the last one was CBA and it was the NBL. And this league was actually moved to Canada. The plan in this Canadian league and having probably one of the best having really one of the better years I could have. Like my CBA year, I was having a good year, but this was another, I was having a great year. And got an opportunity to, you know, I didn't, get a, I didn't get an NBA tryout, but I got an opportunity to go to the Philippines. So I get called to go to the Philippines to play in the 6 2 and under league. So I got a crazy story. So I get a call to play in the Philippines in the league. The league was a 6 2 and under league. All right, so September come around, I fly over there, get to you know, get to the Philippines. So this, again, this was, if I would have played in this year, I wouldn't have played my last season in the CBA before coming to Australia. So I go to the Philippines, I get over there, we playing, you know, I was always a good, like I'm a passer. I was never a scorer. I score, but it wasn't my thing. I get over there and I'm passing the ball. Like I'm, you know, making these passes, throwing it to this guy, throwing it to this guy. And I throw it to them, they throwing it back. I throw it to him, he throws it back. This is how they play. I go to dinner with, with, with my coach and he goes, don't, don't pass the ball. You got to shoot it every time you touch it. Even if you got, like seriously, even if you got three guys on you, shoot the ball, do not pass it. So next day I get back and you know, I'm jacking it. I'm just jack shooting. I'm, every time I touch it, it's going up. I'm trying to go every time. So now it comes down, we got to, the next day, right? So we got to get measured in order to play. So remember I told you it's a six to an under lead. So I go get measured. And the guy picks me up in the morning. Like, I didn't drive. So a guy comes picking me up. And I'm, it's like 4 in the morning. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I'm trying to sleep here. He said, you got to come. Like, we got to go. We got to go where? You got to go get measured. Like, we got to measure. So I'm like, re- like, seriously. So drive. He takes me to a park. <laughs> it just it just let me out. It's to get out. Like, get out. I'm in the middle of the Philippines now. I have to get out. I said, for what? Like, where am I going, man? Like, what are you talking about? Get out. He said, you got to run. So you got to run. So go run around. Just run around, run around, run around. I'm like, like, like seriously, why am I doing this? So, so you can get tired. Right? So the plan is so you can get tired. Right? So, but let me go. Let me go back. So I went and got measured. Right? Measured me at six, two and a quarter. I went and got measured first. Measured me at six two and a quarter. I did all that. So I did my running. Took me to the barber shop. Right. Took me to the barber shop. Cut off all my hair. Like, I'm dead serious. So I end up going to end up going to the we was doing the measurements. So I get in there, and then now it's, it's about fifteen minutes till I get measured. So now I'm in the back. I'm in the bathroom just waiting. They bring in a midget. So they bring a midget in and put him on my shoulder. Like seriously, and now, now I'm walking around with this midget on my shoulder, 
And I'm doing that for about 10 minutes. And I'm seriously, like, I am just cooked. I it, and then the measurements come. I go get measured. I measured at six, two and an eighth. They sent me home. hundred. They gave me $100, put me on the next plane. You're kidding. So end up, again, back. No, that's serious. Ended up back home. So left there, end up going back to the CBA. So my last season in the CBA, I was having a good year. That's the thing. The Philippine stories before that. So I was having a good year there. Then I had to, I had a good year in um, the CBA. And then that last, my CBA year, I got the call from, I got a call from Brett Brown. And Brett is the one who, who brought me, brought me to Australia. And, you know, he sent me, like he called me. I was living in a hotel at the time. And then back then, like there's no technology. We had to go downstairs to hotel. Like we had to go downstairs in the hotel to receive phone calls. And I got on the phone and, you know, we interested, would you like to come to Australia? And I was, I didn't even, it didn't take nothing. I said, yeah, yeah. straight away. I didn't care how much money it was. I didn't care about nothing. So I ended up, I finished this. I didn't finish the season. I left, for, I left the CBA because the season went from October so again, just like the NBA season. So October to like April, I left CBA. So I went home for 10 days. So I went to them, told them, listen, I got an opportunity to go to Stray. I'm gonna take this, blah, 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 blah. So I went home for 10 days, see my family, see the kids, blah, blah, blah. And then I was on a flight and you know, straight, straight to straight here. It's just been, I'm, I'm still here. This was 28 years ago. Yeah. So I, I get here, they pick me up. I stay in a hotel for a night and then we drive to we drive to Warnable for like a team kind of bonding thing. And then we plan and you know, my first couple of passes, I'm hitting people in the head and with passes and things like that. And then the season coming around and you know, I had I probably had I had a really, really good year. I missed you know, I missed MVP and lost to Andrew Gaze. And then it, again the rest is history. I'm I'm still here now. Yeah, that's unreal, um, D-Mac. It's an incredible journey. And, yeah, I spoke about, like, obviously, the like just getting life lessons out of that, obviously, being able to keep pursuing your dream and that obviously getting cut at certain at certain times. I think for people that are listening or um, going through the ranks, I think, obviously, sometimes those things do happen. But it makes that hunger in you to obviously prove people wrong and to be able to get to get to the next stage is crazy. I know, obviously, I've got a little fact here that uh, in your first game you had 15 points, so... I'm sure you fitted in pretty well when you when you started off here as well. So yeah, obviously, how how was your experience playing time in Australia? And obviously, was it a different style to you were used to as well? Yeah, yeah, no, it was. I guess uh, I guess my first game wasn't a great experience because <laughs> so we lost, and I'm playing against Ricky Grace, who is regarded as the greatest point guard to ever play here. So this is my first game against him. He ends, up, he ends up with like 28 points. Like he ends up with a triple double in the first game. <laughs> and after that, people was like, oh, get rid of him. He don't need to be here. He can't play. So they was killing me. But then after that game, I just continued to, you know, and I just just played. You know, my next yeah. game, I had like 15 assists. And then after that game, I had like 25, like 14 and like 11 steals or something like that. So. It just it just kept rolling, just kept rolling, kept rolling, and the style was the style was different because like over there it was more so over playing in that league over there, you come you you're playing in a league where everybody's trying to get their next job, you know what I mean? So a bit of selfishness and you know 
team team basketball to an extent. Everybody's trying to get theirs. Whereas when I come here, now you come into a team where you are you're the guy. You know what I mean? And I never I didn't come out with the mindset to again, like I said, I wasn't ever a scorer. I, excuse me. I came out and just played team basketball. You know what I mean? I, I led the league in assists. Yeah. You know, I averaged like 18 points a game. I averaged you know, five rebounds, like four and a half steals. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't putting up big import numbers where I'm trying to score like 30 and 40 and things like that. I didn't have to do that because we had, mm-hmm. we actually had a good team. You know, I was, yeah. all Brett did was they had an import. They got rid of that import and brought me in. And everything changed, you know what I mean? And we end up, we end up winning the championship my first year. And I, 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 I still say this to this day, that's the reason why I'm still here. You know what I mean? That first, that first year you come in and you win the championship, I think it goes a long way. So again, I came out a little bit later in my career. I came out when I was 29. Yeah, that's unreal. And yeah, going on to the championship now, obviously winning three championships here as well. Like how, how important um, is it to you? And obviously that, I'm sure that team chemistry, you probably still stay connected in a, in a massive way too. And I'm, I'm sure that when you do guys catch up, it's a, probably a special moment. Obviously that's what you're going to obviously go out and play to win the championship. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I, that's why you put teams together, right? Like I think yeah. every, in every sport, you put a team together, you're putting a team together to win the championship. So again, that first year, I got, I don't know what to expect. I'm just coming. I'm coming from over there, like on the state. I'm just coming over here to play, hoop. But then, as the season went, I'm realizing, hey, we're we're actually good enough to win this thing. And then we just we continue to play. Like we we did we we was different because we played zone the whole game. Like we played zone for a whole game. No team ever did that, and we ended up winning the championship doing it. Now the only problem with that is, I didn't win another one for like 12 years. So my first year I won the championship. The second year, I mean, the second time I, I, I've been to finals, we just had, we just couldn't win. Mm. You get what I mean? And so I ended up going to, ended up signing with the Tigers. So after, so I did four years North Melbourne, then yep. I did four years with the Titans, then I did one year with the uh, Victoria Giants. Now the, the interesting story is, that first, the first, my first season with them, that next year, they, they, they cut me, <laughs> right? So they cut me and said, now listen, so they cut me and told me that, you know, we're trying to build something, we, you know, we're going to win, we're trying to win a championship in our next three to five years, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. So they cut me. I ended up winning the championship in my third year and my fifth year. So I, I always, I love that story. They cut me. I ended up going to the Tigers. So I got a call from Seamus. Seamus McPeak was the owner. And Lenard, my friend, Lenard Copeland called me. Oh, I, I called him. I'm like, yo, I just got cut. He called Seamus. Seamus called me like 10 minutes. Come to the office on Monday. I got a deal for you. So that's how I ended up with the Tigers. And so played two years with, with you know, Andrew, Lenard, Racky. You know, Lindsey was coaching us. There was a few guys on that team. But then we played two years, and then those guys left. And then Al Westover took it, came, took over. And Chris Anstey comes in. I'm still there. We still got some of the guys from the year before. And we end up, we end up winning the championship in that, that, that year. And then lost the, the, 
my last, my loss the 2007 year, but then end up winning again in 2008. It's a great story, and obviously, yeah, being able to achieve what you have, it's um, yeah, it's incredible too. So credit to you and obviously all the team and everything as well. They've done well as well. So moving on to the side of Melbourne United now, obviously you got a coaching role there. I suppose how did that come about for yourself? And yeah, what's it like, obviously, um, coaching the guys down there? Yeah, interesting. So I was at Knox. So I used to, I was doing juniors at Knox, right? So it's just crazy how stuff happens. So I'm doing, I do juniors at Knox, right? I get a text. We, I'm near on a Sunday. I get a text message from Dean, Dean Vickerman. Could you come down Monday? Like this was Sunday. Could you come down tomorrow? Let's catch up. I want to talk to you about a, a coaching role. And I'm like, I, I swear, I thought somebody was pranking me. Like, I'm yeah. this, you know what I mean? Because I used to be at United. I was at United yeah. early on, you know. What I mean? So, but then Dean called me. Right? Dean called me, and I thought I was being, I thought I was being pranked. So, I was like, yeah. So next day, you know, I ended up going down there, and we caught up. Like I watched training, and we caught up, and you know, he told me what was expected, and you know, what 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 my role would be, and things like that. And I was, I still was like, I was just, I was kind of not, I would say baffled, but you know, I was yeah. surprised. I put it like that, I was surprised. Yeah. I didn't really, you know, I didn't realize it was actually happening. You know what I mean? I always, again, I always wanted to get back in the NBL, of course. But then when that happened, I was like, oh, you know, this, this is, you know, great opportunity for me. And so I ended up, yeah, so I ended up down near. So I ended up down near getting signed, you know, for the season. But in the same time, I ended up getting a, another job. So I ended up getting a job at Parkville Youth, uh, the Youth Justice, for working working near with you know working near with kids. And so when I got the, the United job, it was almost like I got a how can I you know how can I make them both work? You know how can I keep them both and make them both work? And I went to you know I went to Dean and I told him and he was like. You know, because I was really last, like, that that year I was part-time. You know what I mean? So I come, you know, come in the morning, you know, we meet, do a, do all the stuff we do, train. But then after training, I'm going, going to my other job, which started, like, I started there at, like, 3 o'clock. So I was there from 3 to 8, you know, working with, working with the kids in there and, you know, some of them just being hard done by and you mm. know, trying to, trying to build relationships with them and, you know, talk to them about, about, you know, when they get out, because this is like a jail. So what do you do? What do you want to do when you get out? And so part of what I suppose I've been doing was trying to align them with basketball, like basketball clubs and stuff when they get out. But it was so like it was so hard to do because it's funny, though, because once they once they get out, because I worked there, I, you, you're not even allowed to have communication with them. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, y'all want, y'all want us to help them. But then we get out like. And I know, like, I know how a lot of those guys work. So you get in there, you build a relationship, so they start to trust you. You know what I mean? But then when you get out, you're not allowed to talk to them. How did, how are you building trust with them? You know what yeah. I mean? Didn't really, didn't really pan, like, didn't really pan out like I'd hoped. But again, going back to United, so end up, you know, end up staying there, and we we end up winning the championship, man. Like it was like that, just that experience was, again, I've been there as a player, you know what I mean? I, I was at a coach with the Tigers, with Al Westover when we, we lost to the Dragons. So I was there as a coach to be there now, 
you know, to be there with United and to end up winning the championship, the experience, the experience, it was unreal. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great to hear. Obviously, I'm sure there's going to be a bit big and stronger team put together. I'm sure a lot of the same blanks will obviously stay around from last year. But yeah, I look forward to seeing them in action again this year and um, hopefully they can take it out again at the end of the year as well. Yeah, I hope so. We'll make some, we'll make some moves for next season. Yeah, awesome. I know I've seen, obviously, when did the, um, like Josh Giddy and um, Dyson Daniels, a few of those guys do come back to Australia. And I obviously see you working out those guys boys as well. Do they come to you, mate, like as, as a coach and then reaching out to obviously get, get that on-court help as well? Um, or are you speaking to them a little bit, obviously having that relationship with them too? And yeah, I suppose how did that come about for you as well? That, that, again, so that came about for Josh, who I played with, play with his dad, or I've never played with Waza, but I've known Waz and I've coached with Waz for uh, years. So a friend of mine named, named Neil doing a lot of Josh's workouts, like his, his strength and conditioning stuff. Yeah. So Neil called me one day and said, listen, man, Josh wants to work with you. And I was like, like, cool. I mean, but I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking NBA. Like I'm just thinking because I know, like, I know the kid, I know who he is, you know, I know what he do. And, you know, I know the position he plays, I, you know, I play the same position. So I'm like, yeah, cool. So we got together. This was during the COVID time, like, I was I was catching up like we was we 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 did a fair bit of sessions before you know before he went to Adelaide right so seeing him you know worked him out before he went to Adelaide a little bit then this the whole when when all the NBA stuff like it was always there like it was you know coming up NBA this NBA that NBA this so I'm like you know cool but then the season ended for them in Adelaide right we were still going. He texts me and say, yo, I'm coming back to Melbourne. Let's get it in for the next, let's get it in for, I'm, I'm there for six weeks till I have to leave. Let's get some work in. And I'm like, cool. So we went, so we went for about five weeks. So Monday through Friday. And I was, we was going at night. Cause again, remember I worked. Because I was working. I would leave work, come leave, leave the Parkville, Youth Justice, go straight to Hoop City, work him out at night. We did that, him and a couple of other guys, we did that for like five weeks straight if left. So now the Dyson Daniels one comes up because they got the same agent. So they're represented by the same agent. Like Daniel Moldovan, I think it's Octagon is the company. Yeah. Daniel texts me like out of the blue, you know, Daniel's still, Daniel's in town. I need, cause he was contemplating whether he would stay here or go to, the, go to America and play mm -hmm. in, in the G League play it, uh, I think it was G League Ignite. So he said, you know, Dyson Daniels in town, you want to get some work in before he leaves. And I'm like, like, cool. You know what I mean? And so that's how that one come about. So he go, you know, they Josh is over there rookie season. Daniel Dyson's over there for his G League, for his G League season. And again, during the year, like I'll, I'll send him texts or I'll, I'll talk to him on IG about what I see. You know, I, I, again, I don't, I don't push the issue. I just, you know, good game here and there. You know, like I'll see something. I go, you know, I like this. I thought this was good. And they, you know, they always always reply, always cool, things like that. And then, so now this comes, this season's coming. This season's over over there. Both coming back. So Daniel, so Daniel texts me, you know, Dyson's in town. You know, he's going to be there for the next three weeks, get him some work. And then he goes, so I worked him out for about three weeks. And then after he left, it's almost like he left and then Josh came in. 
Yeah. So Josh came into town. And it's funny though, like he, the, after the year he had over the year, all the commitments he had was unbelievable. Mm. So I seen him, I didn't see him as much as I thought I would, but the one thing I do respect and loved about him was no matter how many commitments he had, when it was time to come train, he was there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he would come, he would come get his work in every time. And yeah. that, that, I actually love that about him. And again, I'm not, I don't, I don't post stuff like, you know, like I just don't post things. And yeah. now I'm mad that I actually didn't <laughs> because good people, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I should have just, this is what we, you know, this is what we're doing. Like he's here in yeah. town and, and I never did, but then, you know, he was here and both, they both back in the States, like he's getting spoken and Dyson's just preparing for the draft. So mm. it was unbelievable, man. And to build that, to build that relationship with them and have mm. them, you know, come want to come back and train with me is just especially. I'm actually humbled by it. You know what I mean? It's, I'm I'm just the fact that they want to come back and train with me is is, is is a special thing for me. Yeah, that's unreal. And obviously, you just speak about building relationships. I think that's the biggest thing to it as well. So yeah, it's great to see. And obviously, like that trust with they have the trust in you, which is cool. And yeah, I think being able to for them to come back and obviously give back and yeah, put the work in. I think when when they're switched on, I think is probably the biggest key. key. And those two boys are definitely go far in in their journeys. Yeah, I look forward to watching and, them. And all. the thing, let me just say this. Yeah, let me just say I, I don't I try I, I don't take credit for what they do. You know what I mean? They was they was gonna be NBA guys. They was gonna be NBA guys already. Yeah. I just try to help them and add to what they already have. That's you yeah. know. I just want to put that out there because people say, oh no, that's not me. I'm not taking credit for them being an NBA. They was good before that. Trying to help them. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So. No, that's it. That's awesome to hear. Just to finish off, I just got some quick little fly questions just to finish off for you, Daryl. Starting off, favorite basketball memory. It would have to be that nine ninety four, the ninety four championship, that first year. You know, again, like I said, coming over here, your first year over here, you get opportunity. You, you know, you want to. It's hard, and that's it's hard to pinpoint one. That one stands out. Like I did the same thing. In, I did the same thing when I was in college. We ended up winning our tournament and made the, you know, made the made the NCAA's. So yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 hard. It's hard, but I'll, I'll I'll use that one. And even winning the championship in my last year. It's yeah. pretty special. Awesome. Hardest play you've played on? Again, no, too many. Too many to, too many to answer. But, yeah. again, you got to – Andrew Gaze is the greatest player to ever play here. He's got to be up there. Leonard is another one. You know, Ricky Grace, uh, Derek Rucker, Donnell Mead. It's, there's so many of them. I can't just pinpoint one. You know, C.J. Bruton. There was a, there's a few. Yep. I just can't pinpoint one. Yeah, awesome. Favorite place to travel to? That's got to be home. Easily New York. Yeah, definitely New York. Again, I don't get back as much, but you know, I love to I love to go home and I can see the family and, and, yep. and things like that. So I, again, when I'm there, I'm not there for long. I'm there for two or three weeks, but I yep. make the best out of that two or three weeks. So it's got yeah, to be home. And best teammate to play with? I know that there might be lots too. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have a one favorite teammate. Like every year, like I play with. I play with really good players. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I say that like Matt. Matt Shanahan was probably a favorite teammate because he's my best friend. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I grew a, I grew like a relationship with him, with his yeah. mom, and he became like one of my like a brother to me. Yeah. So if we want to say, you know, teammates, I'll, I'll just use him because yeah. again, I played with him my early years at the Giants. Yeah. Came like a like he's one of one of the best. He's one of my best friends. So yeah, awesome. And then your tip for the NBA uh, championship? Uh, it's got to be right now. I, um, I, said, I had Golden State to start, and then I yep. seen game one and thought, wow, I don't, I don't know how they're going to beat Boston. Yep. And then they won game two, and then look what happened in game three. So uh, it's hard, man. I'm going to stick with Golden State, but I just don't, to be honest, unless if they lose tomorrow, I think it's over. Yeah. If they win tomorrow, I think they, they get themselves a chance. Yeah, awesome. That's cool. Same again. Once again, thank you so much for your time today, D-Mac. I really do appreciate it. And um, I know listeners are going to get lots out of today. So, yeah, once again, thanks for joining me today. No problem. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.